Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nisi Lexi Podcast. If you're new here, I'm a digital marketer, a content creator, as well as a blogger. If you're new here, welcome. I help entrepreneurs brand their ideas, optimize their online marketing platform, as well as content creation development and SEO strategy. I also help them optimize their work, as well as generate revenue, and I post weekly podcasts here. I'm delighted to have you all. For more information, you can visit my website at www.nisilexi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nisi Lexi Podcast. If you're new here, I'm a digital marketer, a content creator, as well as a blogger. If you're new here, welcome. I help entrepreneurs brand their ideas, optimize their online marketing platform, as well as content creation development and SEO strategy. I also help them optimize their work, as well as generate revenue, and I post weekly podcasts here. I'm delighted to have you all. For more information, you can visit my website at www.nisilexi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nisi Lexi. In this episode, I have the one and only Keisha with us here today. This is a very, very special guest, uh, obviously, because not only is she a hair enthusiast, but she also has her own brand. And we're going to be discussing about how to lay your edges, lay your hair, and the makeup putting beat, because she is that hair expert. But before we start, I just want to give her an opportunity to introduce herself. She has she's the founder and uh, CEO of the Curlicious Hair Company, which is based on GTA here, as well as this hair is also available to you online. She provides 100% pure raw hair, chemical-free human hair, and without further ado, the highest quality hair in the Toronto area. So let's get into it, girl. How are you doing, first of all? And let the world know who you are. <laughs> Thank you for that amazing introduction. My name is Keisha. I'm doing well today. Um, as Nisi lovely introduced, uh, introduced me, sorry, a little nervous. She introduced me. Um, I am the owner of Curlicious. We started our brand last year officially, November 27th. The company has actually been in the works for a few years, as in I've been testing out hair, wearing the hair, trying to find the best hair that I can to provide to the beautiful women in Canada. We also will be extending our brand shortly with eye tip extensions, tape and extensions, all with the same high quality. The reason I started Curlicious was because I had too many bad experiences with being a Canadian woman and getting in hair from the United States. And there's always such a major taxing for us. Prices for hair are already astronomical for us, as anyone who buys hair in Canada knows. We are always receiving the short end of the stick and you don't even know if it's quality. So I said, you know what, that was it. When I had to pay $100 duties just to import two bundles of hair, I said, you know what, Curlish just needs to start now and it needs to be able to bring the quality that I know is the best to all our beautiful women. So thus birth Curlicious. Um, and also, as Nisi said, we do supply only raw hair. What that means is that the hair comes right from a donor, it's inspected, it's sanitized, it's clean, it's shipped to me. I then make sure that I do my own inspection, I wash the hair, sanitize the hair in my own way. Again, deep condition, air dry before it's even packaged and sent out to you. So raw hair lasts you anywhere from three to four years, depending on how you care for it, even longer. It is the best hair for you to dye. It's the best hair for you to color. It is so versatile from 
Black women, mixed women, Indian women, Chinese women, white women, you name it. We all can benefit from wearing Curlicious's raw hair. And um, yes, as you can see, <laughs> it's in my hair right now and it's just beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. I actually love the story behind it, how you're able to like use your own lived experience and be like, you know what, I want to find a solution for this. I want to, I want to be able to give Canadian women's like an access to good quality hair, you know, and Absolutely. that is basically something we can even resonate with, even with us. Like I do wear a lot of wigs, trying to change my hairstyle every now and then. So mm -hmm. I can resonate to that story too with you, you know, girl. <laughs> so <laughs> right. back to the hair, the whole hair stories. I know it's not it's, it's not only about you um, figuring out a solution to your problem, but mm -hmm. what, being a hairstylist or being a hair business owner was always your calling. I've been wearing the most expensive hair since elementary school. <laughs> Let my mom tell you, I was the child who had to get human hair, single braids. Okay, you couldn't buy me the cheap. <laughs> Like I got standards. <laughs> I have standards and I've always had standards. So for me, the love of hair has started since I've been a child. I've been braiding my friend's hair. I've been installing wigs and weaves since I knew how to, you know, it's just been a part of me my entire life. I've always worn extensions. And even though my hair, my real hair is very long, I always just, you know, I like that. I like the additional oomph. <laughs> I like to spruce up my look. It up so it's just it's just a love for hair I just I and I love having quality I am a big believer in having quality and like we were discussing earlier you know it makes no sense to waste your money 10 times instead of just investing in yourself the first time exactly. so quality yeah. always speaks for itself so that always delicious is a quality hair so. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> So another question I want to ask you with the with the hair company that you have, obviously, I know since you're younger, you are always into like, you know, high quality hair. You always use the premium uh, raw quality. So who would you say are like your first initial uh, influencer growing up that were the women that you saw that have that hair? You're like, oh, my God, I want to be or I want to not not be, but I wanted to get that type of quality. Like, I was just going this way. <laughs> I think it was just innate. I was just born this way. That's but amazing. I do have to say, <laughs> I do have to say, I do remember when I was younger, my mom, she had come to pick me up from school one day and her hair just looked so natural. It wasn't hers, but it just looked like hers. And everyone, all of my friends were just like, you know, wow, your mom's hair is so nice. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, thank you. Thank you. The whole time she had extensions in and you know what I didn't even know myself so I think it started from my mom and also from my aunt because she's also been doing my hair she always has her hair done always um, has long extensions in and always you know would do my hair with extensions in a way that I love it so I just think it's from my mom and my aunt and just seeing them also I have aunts that have been in the beauty industry in Guyana back home where I'm from I'm Guyanese and they've had their own salons. They've done hair for years. They, you name it, they are beauty girls, okay? Nails done, hair done, pedicure, everything. Changing their hair around. So I think I've just, I've literally grown with having this influence on me yeah. before I even knew it was there. 
because I'm very young, you know. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see. Young and fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) So before I even knew it was there, it's just been around me. And I and I and I think that there is something to be said about how you carry yourself, right? That is so that's that's all it says. I care about myself, you know, I, this is what I want to look like. This is how I feel that I show that I care. Not to say that anybody else's um, ideas or how they look is anything wrong, but this is how I choose to show that I care about myself, you know? So I think it's just been around me just growing up, seeing all the women, knowing that this is, this is what we do as women. We dress up. (laughs) Amazing. And I can actually definitely relate to that essence because growing up, my mom always said, like, you can have a basic t-shirt and a jeans, but if your hair is not on point, you don't have the full package look. Exactly. Exactly. It is a necessity, right? You who doesn't feel better after a good hairstyle? Yeah, if you're you know, you've been good. (laughs) Exactly. You said it. Amazing. So obviously diving into a new industry or becoming a business owner or like Mm -hmm. opening your own hair company, you run into a lot of like um, gap that might either block you or not make you start even faster than what you hope to. How did you manage to navigate and actually achieving the success you have today with your hair company? Okay, so one of the major blocks is I actually import my hair from overseas. So I sell Indian hair, Cambodian hair, and Burmese hair. The one thing that really had me was the time difference, right? So it's either you're going to stay up all night and speak to your vendors, or you're going to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Not thinking about it, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) exactly. So that was one of the major, you know, things that I had to push myself to do because I know that this is what it takes. If I had chose to sleep, then we wouldn't have this great hair. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't be successful because I can stand on anybody and say, no, I don't get my hair from China. This is where I get my hair from because I stay up. I speak to these people. I've built relationships that took months, almost a year with some of them going through separate different vendors, right? Money, you're investing to, to find the best. So there's a lot of loss in the hair business when you start out, but that could also be a barrier. But I didn't take it like that. I said, you know what? whatever this, I did my research, whatever happens with this hair, I have to either, you know, take it at a loss or give up. So you take it at a loss and you just move on. So because you got to find us. Always initial like a research that goes into behind the scene, making oh, sure absolutely. getting the right vendor, obviously, because some of them might be able to scam you and not giving you the quality, oh. but others would end up being the lucky one. So you have to go through all of that process. Yes achieve that uh, curlicious right absolutely absolutely there's there's a million and one vendors and you have to just do initial research before even sampling their hair so much research hours and hours of research (laughs) i cannot tell people the amount of time that i've spent on just just finding that good vendor and then hoping that they're as good as the research you found on them Mm -hmm. so Amazing. So 
not only is Keisha is the beauty, but she's also the brain. She is also has a lot of degree in health science and also doing nursing. Can you also talk about that? How are you balancing both, girl? Because <laughs> that is just two juggle things in the once. <laughs> I balance with tired eyes and a smile. <laughs> So it is, it's definitely a change. Um, I did go through health science. I got my kinesiology degree. I also went to Humber and that's where I received my postgrad with exercise science and lifestyle management. So I've been in the area of knowing how important it is to take care of yourself because those two in the beauty industry and also health industry they kind of cross over right how you feel you feel as good as you look so if you don't look good that includes your hair right that includes your body then chances are you're not going to feel as good as you could or you won't feel good at all so those two crossed over easily now nursing <laughs> nursing i think it's my humanitarian duty you know, to help others. And I think <laughs> that's just what my calling was. <laughs> I know we're keep laughing, but I think that's how I look at it. I think nursing is just a separate part of me. It was my first initial love before any other career that I've ever had. So I'm so blessed to be able to go back and do it. And, and just doing, doing nursing as in taking care of the patients, helping them all feel better. I realized that I'm just in the business of helping people feel better, whether it's their looks, whether it's their, their body, whether it's caring for them via medication, via conversation, you know, it, I'm just in the business of helping people feel good. And it all ties together because hair falls under that, kinesiology falls under that, and nursing, you know, absolutely falls under that. If I can smile and light up your day, that makes my day. And while looking great, that's even a better day, right? <laughs> so that's how I tie them all together. And I, and I kind of categorize my mind in that way because in nursing, you have to be very, very organized and very detailed. And that's just how I do my beauty business as well. As we were speaking earlier, it's very, there's many hats you have to wear. And if you're not organized, you fall. And it's the same thing in nursing. So that's how the same thing I do with my nursing career, I do with my business. And it just, it goes together, right? Because like I said before, I'm just in the business of helping people feel good. <laughs> you just sum everything else, whether it is being in the health science, whether it's being in the uh, beauty business, everything kind of uh, aligns together. And obviously for you finding the purpose and finding your calling through all of the stuff that you do, it makes total sense as you in the yeah business of helping people making people people feel like you know feel like themselves as well um so for our young audience that are watching this what advice do you have for them at home to be able to whether they're considering on starting a new business or even just going into balancing both the academic and the uh, entrepreneur life so what advice do you have for them so my advice is follow your passion find what makes you happy find what makes you be you. Find the essence of you and go forward with that. Don't let anyone stop you. Don't ask for people's opinion about what you know is what you are here to do. Just do it. Go forward. <clears throat> Sorry. The worst thing that can happen 
is that you fail once. But if you fail, you take it as a lesson and you get up and you keep going. Because once that passion is in you to do that certain career, that certain business, whatever it is, it will light your fire. And just go, just go. Don't ask questions, just do it. Amazing. That's my advice. That's strong negative knowledge, but definitely be like Nike, just do it. <laughs> just do it. It's so simple, but yet it is the most effective thing because yes, we are all born with knowledge and understanding of what we are here to do. And when you have that idea nagging at you, and when you have a passion burning in you, just do it, do it. The worst thing that can happen is that's not for you. And then you can do something else. But chances are that was for you and you're going to love doing it. It's going to get you out of bed. I can get out of my bed. I can sleep for two hours. Let me tell you, two hours. And I will wake up and I will be in here. Okay. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, what wig do I need to make? Okay, let me go comb that wig. Okay, I need to wash some hair. Trust me. And I'm ready to go. You don't have to say, Keisha, get out of the bed. Nothing. I'm I'm gone. I'm out. I'm like, okay, so what? (laughs) Am I going to try to make this blonde wig today? (laughs) So that's passion. I had a friend who said that once you become an adult, your alarm clock won't woke you, but the purpose in life will wake you up. So it absolutely will. It it will. And that is the truest statement I've heard. Your friend is so right. It will get you out of bed. Okay. (laughs) It's like, no, um, Carlicious needs me. I gotta wake up. I have only oh. two hours of sleep, but I still gonna manage it. And I am bright as ever. Okay. <laughs> Ready to make it happen. Trust me. I am bright as ever. Amazing. So obviously with everything that you do, social media plays a huge part in a lot of companies, whether it's to raise brand awareness, to support their growth. So how Mm -hmm. has social media supported you in your entrepreneurship journey as now? So social media has supported me in the sense of I've had to do a lot more social media (laughs) and I'm learning the benefits as in the more you post, the more people are actually noticing your brand. So it is beneficial. It may not feel like it at times, but it's very beneficial. And people, people are always watching. That's one thing that I've noticed. They may not like you. They may not follow you, but they are watching and they are buying from you. There are people that your brand reaches that you would never even believe it. Preach. So, that is <laughs> because I'm, I'm saying it to you because some days you just get so discouraged with the social media, right? Because you know, we're in a culture where the likes matter. We can't get away from that. The likes matter. The shares matter. The comments matter. Engagement matters. Yeah. So when you don't get those things, you kind of, it can give you a little bit of a damper feeling, you know? but you have to keep going because it will work for itself. Yeah. Instagram's too smart. <laughs> the algorithm. Yes. So you just have to keep on posting, keep on posting. And my other social media that was really helped has been Facebook groups. Yeah. I never used to be in Facebook groups, but I've learned a lot in the Facebook groups. A lot, a lot, a lot in terms of just the community. Oh my gosh. I am in love. Sometimes I'm there just reading through the girls' comments in the hair groups yeah. because you find a like-minded community. 
and they're sharing with you and you're helping people out. Like I answer people's questions. So it's just, it's an amazing support that I have learned with that aspect of social media, that there are so many communities out there that are, we're all doing the same thing. And we just, you know, we all need a little bit of encouragement. We can all help each other. So that, th those are the two big things for me with social media. And I don't know if you know about Clubhouse. Do you use Clubhouse? Yes, I'm always there listening in. Sometimes I jump on the stages, but girl, Clubhouse is my go-to. <laughs> I am telling when I discovered Clubhouse, my friend invited me to Clubhouse. My gosh, I was like addicted to Clubhouse. I made so many connections. When I went on Clubhouse, my engagement shot up like 2000%. I think Clubhouse and Instagram had war going on. <laughs> they are. And then it came to a point where like you can't even men mention hashtag Clubhouse because they will block you. Exactly. I'm like, but but the but the amount of community like engagement you're getting from Clubhouse it was just amazing. Clubhouse is it's 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 a it's a game changer. It's, it's recently it, launched and it's VIP only, but it's such a game changer. Absolutely. The, the fact that you mentioned community and how you'll be able to evolve and finding the people that within the same industry. I found Clubhouse yeah. is that app, you know? Oh, oh yes. And I found, even with Clubhouse, I found a lot of, there's a lot of little friend, friend groups outside of your just your uh, group, as in your community, your community. I found a lot of people that just want to just talk. Yeah. You know, we're in a pandemic. People aren't able to communicate as they once were. So that was very refreshing outside of business, right? Because when you're building friends, you're able to communicate with people that you've never, you would never meet. Yeah. In a million years, you're sitting in a room with Grant Cardone, top marketers. You're just like, these are people that I would never meet. People are, oh, it is amazing. We could talk about Clubhouse all day. But yes, Clubhouse is definitely a place. <laughs> you and I both agree on that. For sure, for sure. And one of the things I realized at the beginning when I first started using Clubhouse is that at 3 a.m., my phone was still on. And I'm like, okay, girl, you have a work tomorrow? Shut it down. <laughs> I remember I was on, I was in a room with Jason Lee and um, what is her name? Oh gosh, I'm, I, what is her name? You know, it's a comedian. Can you yeah. Yeah. This was there. I was there too. <laughs> 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Keisha is burning her eyes because the conversation was too funny. Oh my gosh. I was like, you know, this is terrible, but it's so good because we're in Canada. So the time. Yeah.